So you're asking me the transition between high school and um, and campus, right? Yes, yes. So during that gap year when people used to, when we used to wait to be called into campus, I had been called to Egerton. Mm. And the moment I got that letter, I was just like, no, I am not, <laughs> I am not going to Egerton. And the only reason I had was because I had now become so active in church that, I mean, I'd go for Kesha on Friday, go go home maybe sleep like two hours go and practice for worship team leave in the evening at 6 p.m be in church for all the three services mm -hmm. so my life was that was my weekend yes and i and i figured i didn't want to lose that because i felt that that was my way of serving god mm -hmm. so when the letter came i told god no i'm not going to egerton and i asked god to open a door for me to go to ku in particular mm -hmm. because i wanted to be in a place where i could come back of the weekend to do what i was still doing okay it's, it's like he, he honored the desire that I had to be available to serve him in the way that I had been doing. And that's how he opened the door for KU. So for, KU, for me, KU was not just another university. It was an answered prayer to give me the opportunity to continue doing what I had been doing. And KU comes after Strath. Yes, so I did uh, accounting in Strathmore. And um, it was a drag. I didn't want to do it. But one of those things that God uses, because when I now went to campus, the first two years of business courses, most of them were accounting, and mm -hmm. I was acing them like a problem. <laughs> so sometimes the thing that you don't want to do and you feel like is a process for you to go through mm -hmm. is a thing that God might use or will use to be able to accelerate you beyond uh, what you think. So I, <laughs> I love that. I, and what were you studying in KU? I did uh, a BA Econ and uh, Sociology. And why? And what, why are you taking those courses up? First of all, I'm grateful because it was a very easy way of achieving what I wanted because I wanted to go into the business world. Mm -hmm. I had always seen myself as a corporate girl. So I knew that this would give me, if it was not become, it was this. So mm -hmm. this was for me a good way to get into that uh, space. Did you take up leadership mantles in KU? Or no, KU was strange for me because um, it was a huge like environment and um, again, I found myself with these two friends of mine who somehow played a, an amazing role, you know, um, Nasserian and, and Leah. And they played an amazing role in just pushing me to something that I never thought I would do. So there was the academic side and that was my focus. But somehow, um, when we were in second year, no, in first year actually, we're just new in campus, you know, this is like our third semester or something. And one of the evenings they trick me and tell me, we'll take you somewhere. So we go and we get into this place and um, they had registered me for Miss KU. <laughs> I said, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, do you know who I am? I sing in church, I wear long skirts. Like, at what point does modeling come in, you know? And I literally like sort of like maneuvered my way out of it. No, the first year they told me about it. Uh -huh. The second year, when now the, they were doing auditions, they tell me we are going out for, to this club thing, mm. we want to go and see what people are doing. Yeah. And I find myself in a place where I'm seeing girls catwalking and I look at them and I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and they had already briefed the, the, the lady who was in charge. So she said, oh, Sela. And she called me and she put me in the line and told me, okay, just walk, let me see how you walk. <laughs> and the next thing I knew, I had just been, you know, sort of like thrust into this thing that I didn't want to do because I'm a very private person yeah. naturally. Um, I didn't want to do, I wasn't interested. It was very, very wrong in my head. <laughs> And that night, I, it's like somehow she just told me, you don't have to commit, just do. 
and the moment I started walking, I was like, hmm, I enjoyed it, you know? But then I was like, this doesn't fit into the picture of who I am. You know, the church girl, the prim and proper, in my view, modeling yes. was a very, you know, no-go zone yeah. and all that stuff. So It's modeling next to the club. Modeling yeah, the club. it was just wrong. Same, same, same um, WhatsApp group. And at this time, I had begun the practice of asking God everything, yeah. which is something that I learned from David. Um, if you read the story of David, one of the things that strengthens his walk and his character uh, with God or in God was the fact that he would inquire of God even when it seemed obvious. Mm. So uh, example is when Saul had died and it was obvious that he should be the one taking over because this is the thing that he had lived for. But he goes to God and says, uh, should I now go and take over the one of the cities of, of Israel? And God says, yeah, you can go. And then he says, uh -uh. which one in particular? Like you want to be so smack in the middle of God's will as opposed to just going with you know the flow mm. and that's how I believe one of the things that made God call him a man after his own heart because mm. you're, you're not just interested in doing for the sake of doing you're actually interested in doing exactly what pleases him so by this time I had begun to first form of all that's so powerful and thanks for sharing that I've just been reading and sidetrack I've yeah. been reading Noah and the th very strangest thing happens if when you read that story mm -hmm. Puts his hand out, bad comes, bad goes, bad comes back. Puts his hand out again, bad goes, bad comes back. Third day doesn't come back. Yeah. He chills seven days and then opens up something. But he still asks God. Yeah. And God tells him, I'm like, you've already got all the signs and proofs that yeah. you needed. Why, yeah. are you, why are you bothering to ask? But that's, I hadn't looked at it from the perspective of that's a man who God looks after his own, who God sees. As a man a, after his own Exactly. It, for me, I think the the thing that has strengthened my knowledge of God is that thing of asking because we underestimate the interest that God has in us getting it right. Many times we use our wisdom, we use what is obvious, you know, um, even in choosing who we want to marry, um, mm. what we want to name our children, you know, um, the careers that you want to have. And if when I look at my life, one of the things that has bailed me out of amazing like situations it's just that thing that you ask god and somehow he told you don't pick this one it seems like the obvious one but don't pick this one pick this one and then you realize there's a higher level in god that you can walk in if you choose to ask if you don't ask you'll always sort of like you will stumble you will make mistakes and discover things as you're going along but he actually short gives you shortcuts when you ask him and then he leads you into his perfect will which ends up making you get to know him better and give him a better sacrifice as opposed to constantly stumbling because you're pursuing your own will. And it's and the reason, allow me to add, the, the reason why many of us don't ask God is because we have presumptions in our minds. Presumptions based on what people think, what they approve of us, what society expects of us, what is already common sense. And there's a reason why it's called common sense because it is common. It is common and it is also communal in terms of, it's a thing that everyone abides by. But anyone who wants to go far with God, you must be able to walk with him to the extent of actually asking him and engaging him in terms of the thing that he wants you to do. And I feel like that always exempts me from very many issues um, in life. Okay, bye guys. We're finished with the CTA. <laughs> <laughs> that is so... And by the way, I'm very serious. Like, we can be done with, with, with that. Mm. Like, I love that and it's that is such a huge nugget that you have given people myself when i say people i'm talking about me well i know your story yes, including that, why we're that, here today that, and the journey that you've walked so 
that is it's so powerful that yeah. can save people so many mistakes yeah. money pain yeah. and a whole bunch of other things yeah. in life so you're on this catwalk you're enjoying it but you dis, uh, you're feeling a certain type of way about it you have your own perceptions about what this thing is based so, on laws uh, because i've already said a good girl is like this this uh -huh. this this especially a godly girl who leads worship in church is a youth leader blah 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 mm -hmm. is like this and then god be and then these girls are used by god now i realize later to push me into something that i was literally fighting mm -hmm. so i because that i had when you stepped and did you found it natural I found it natural, but then I was careful because sometimes even the thing that you enjoy may not be God for you. Because mm. it will draw you, you'll get excited by it, but that's how sin starts. See, if you look at James, he says, no one is tempted by anything outside of what they already desire. Everything always starts with that can nugget of, you know, you, you already have the desire, the desire becomes sin, the sin now becomes manifest, and then it leads to, to death and all that. So 